Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody. You are really going to be in for a treat today. My guest today is Kevin Farrell. He is a brain tumor survivor, you've heard that correctly, and founder and president of the TR for Brain Tumors Foundation. And he's coming to us all the way from Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Well, and let us not be remiss by not saying that our, that our mutual friend, Diane Kane, is the one that said, you've got to talk to this guy, Marsha. And and she was so right. In fact, in fact, I'm she's going to be on my show next week. She's going to be returning to me. But this is all about you, Kevin. And you are so charming to speak with. I I when we spoke on the phone prior to this podcast, I, it was like I wanted to be your next door neighbor or go walk the dogs with you. But since we oh, can't do that, you. we're the next we're the next best thing. So I thought you could, you know, you have a background in the military and you have a professional background. So I thought, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Massachusetts in New England. Um, after mm-hmm. high school, I went uh, into the military. I went into the U.S. Army. I did 13 years in the Army. I uh, was stationed in California then I was stationed hmm. in Germany, and then I finished out my time in Texas at Fort Hood. Uh, oh, after the military, really? I, yeah, and then I started mm-hmm. selling furniture after I got out of the military, okay. and I did that for quite a few years and worked my way up from salesman to I had 22 stores um, as a regional oh. sales manager from Boston, all the way down to Columbus, Ohio, up to Detroit, and then back to Boston. So I had wow. quite a quite a large area that I ran stores mm-hmm. in. Uh, mm. I have three boys: uh, Alexander, Sean, and also Shane. Unfortunately, I did lose my oldest son last year to a tragic car accident. Um, so God rest his soul. And, um, it was just a sad, sad time. Um, yes. Other than that, I, I, uh, have been living out here in Columbus, Ohio now for nine years. I came Mm -hmm. out here for a job and, uh, then I was, I was here about six months and, uh, I fell down some stairs and, the friends that I had uh, said to me, you know, you need to go over to the VA and go get checked. And that's what started my journey. Wow. Isn't that something? I, w- I just want to add one more thing about you because it's so cool. How many dogs do you have? So we <laughs> have four dogs. 
Uh-huh. We have two beagles, <laughs> and then we just rescued two labs um, on January 1st, the black lab and the yellow lab. So we have four pop-ups I'm, running around. I love it. I just thought I'd throw that in there. So let's talk about the fact that you fell. Was this in April of 2015? It was. Uh, well, okay. well, actually, no. I, I fell oh. in – I fell in – Probably January of that year. I see. Um, and my my friends um, that I had out here had to kind of nag me and nag me to go get checked. And finally, because you reach a point where you know there's something drastically wrong, and mm-hmm. you're kind of scared of what this might be. Yes, exactly. So it, Let's, yeah. it took... It took until April of that year for me to go to the VA. So let's talk about this because now what you're going to do is you're going to educate us because I had never heard of what you were diagnosed with, which is called an acoustic neuroma brain tumor. This is not cancer. I want to repeat that. This is an acoustic neuroma brain tumor. Since I've never heard of that before, could you please tell our listeners what what those what that is? What does that mean? So yeah, an acoustic neuroma is um, one of the rarer uh, tumors out there. It is a benign tumor, but it starts in your inner ear, and it attaches itself to your inner ear, and then it begins to grow, and it grows very slowly. And what it does is, as it's growing inside of your head. Um, it is actually choking out your hearing and your balance. Um, and if you wait long enough and you don't get it taken care of, it actually can give you um, facial paralysis. So you look like you've also, like had a stroke. Um, so you look okay. like you're suffering from palsy. Um, mm-hmm. You can completely lose your hearing um, and you lose your balance. So my tumor had actually been growing, they guesstimate, for anywhere from six to ten years in my head. Wow. Uh, wow. And, mine and you was, had no symptoms. Wow. Oh, no, I had, I had all the symptoms. I had oh, uh, very did. bad headaches. Yeah, I had very bad headaches um, to the point of they would make you nauseous. Um, I was walk at the end. I was walking like I was drunk. Um, I had facial paralysis where my face was numb, and I literally had lost all my hearing in the right side by that point. By the time I went to the doctor at the VA. Wow! So you completely because lost your hearing. Because a lot of hearing. the symptoms, yeah, a lot right. of the symptoms that you have are kind of things that go with getting older. Your vision starts to go. Your hearing starts to go. Mm-hmm. There, There's a lot of things that you can attest to. It, it is, you know, you're aging. So. Yeah. Wow. So that's, you know, that's very interesting. And, uh, and like I said, um, Kevin, this is really informative for people Maybe they have these symptoms. Maybe they have a loved one that has these symptoms. And you may be just alerting somebody to something that you had been having those symptoms. You said 
you've been having you had had those symptoms for about six to ten years before you actually looked for some help. Yeah, yeah, it had gone on wow. for about six to ten years, and I was walking down some steps at work, and mm-hmm. that's when because you lose your depth perception also, and I so see. I went to take a step. And I missed the stair and I fell down and um, that's when everybody started, listen, you need to go to the VA, you need to go get checked. And finally I got off my tuchus and uh, <laughs> went and and went to the VA here in Columbus. And, um, you know, the VA, they get a bad rap. Um, you know, you, gotta, you have to remember they're the largest healthcare system in in the nation and um so i went i went there and gosh they they had me uh did a full checkup and then um they had me go do a uh ct and i went down and if you've ever gone to get a ct you know how long it can take to get Mm -hmm. in to be seen for imaging yeah well i went Mm -hmm. down i went out down to the imaging room and there was nobody in line and I actually got a oh CT right then and there. Well, you got lucky. And they called me the next morning and uh, got me back in the very next day. They cleared the MRI schedule out and got me in there at 8.30 in the morning. And wow. by 10 o'clock, I was being told I was going to um, the hospital uh, within a week to go meet a neurosurgeon. So let me just back this up just a little bit. So you've been having these headaches and you're realizing your hearing is going and you're kind of staggering when you're walking and you're looking in the mirror when you're shaving and you're going, hmm, that's kind of weird. So mm-hmm. had those symptoms been going on, like you said, for six to ten years, What what was there some defining moment that actually prompted you to go to the VA to get this checked? Yeah, the 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 symptoms <clears throat> the symptoms slowly came on, so they were okay. kind of staggered, um, mm-hmm. and it started with the hearing loss, and then the kind of vision wasn't as good as it used to be, and again, those are you know as we get older, you you think, you know this uh, gosh, it's tough getting old, um, and uh, finally, you know, it was just that falling down the steps and the, my friends that I had made here, um, you know, specifically, uh, my friend Wendy, who was just, you need to go to the VA and go get checked. You are bouncing off the wall when you walk. Um, you know, it was, yeah, if I took a shower, I would come out and my right eye would be all red because the acoustic, the tumor caused my eyelid not to be able to shut completely. So oh soap would gosh. just get in my eye all the time. And wow. I think, you know, you, it's nothing that you think of like that could be a symptom of something. But it's something that subtle that as we get older and really I was old for this, this type of tumor. It's, Do you mind um, just sharing it, your age? Is that because you oh, mentioned am, that a couple of times. Go ahead. I'm 58 now, and I was 51 when I was diagnosed. So really, mine older. started. 
Yeah, mine started when I was about 41, which is about the age range. I um, see. Okay. And so wow. by the time they did find my tumor, it was the size of a peach. That was inside I, of my head. And um, so if you can imagine that, <laughs> having having a piece of fruit inside of your head. I can't imagine that because... We're all doing this. We're all, well, I'm doing it as I'm speaking to it. It's, it's that's bigger than a golf ball. So I'm, oh, yeah. so it's almost like you need to take your thumb and your middle, I don't even know. I can't even make my hand the shape of a peach to, to do that. That's, that's enormous. Did it actually protrude? I mean, if you, you said you had some no. like paralysis, but you, so you couldn't physically see like a bump. Um, right? You nope. couldn't see any bump on your head. No, it grows but, It grows inside, and then mine had actually um, had gotten so big that it went from the inner ear down to it was sitting um, on my brain stem. Wow. Did it hurt to just lay? Is Was this your, did you say your left or your right ear? Uh, my right. So if if you laid on your right side, could you even lay your head to sleep on the right side, or was that painful for I you? Could. No, I could. In in retrospect, um, what was another sign um, was when I would turn, say, go to, to back up my car, and I would turn my okay. head to the right to look back. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would feel a pain right in there, in that area. Um, where the brain stem is kind of uh the base of your neck up to up to the ear um there was there was a pain every time I did it wow that's i mean i i you know i this is just um not that this is anything that's good, but what I'm hearing is um um something that I'm just so totally unfamiliar with uh and it's not cancer. Um, so do they, do they, um, well, we'll talk about this because I, I do want to have some more questions regarding this, but I, I guess sure. what I'm wondering on the, on the human side of this, I'm thinking, man, what was your reaction when you heard you had a brain tumor? What were you, what went through your mind? Um, you know, the, the very first thing is, that you need to know is, you know, is this cancer or is it benign? And luckily, in my case, it was one of the the rare ones that is benign in your brain. Um, So then it was just a matter of processing that information. Um, So we, uh, Wendy was with me at the time. And uh, at the VA, and then we went back to her house afterwards, and I was in the, because I love to cook. Cooking is a therapy for me, so I was making some food, and I had the radio on, and a a song came on uh, called Live Like You Were Dying from Tim McGraw. Oh, wow. And the song is actually, the song is actually about his father, Tug McGraw, who died of a brain tumor. And oh this gosh. song came on and uh tears just started flowing and the emotions ran. 
uh, did a lot of research about uh, what what this tumor was, what the mm-hmm. what the um, ramifications might be afterwards, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, um, yeah. if I were to make it through this, and uh, then just processing everything that I needed to do, and one of the things I needed to do was to get a hold of my oldest son's commander. He was in the Army, um, and he was unfortunately over in Kuwait at this time. Mm. So I had to get a hold of the Red Cross, then his commander, and make arrangements for him to get back home once we knew when surgery was. Sure. And then it was, you know, thankfully, thankfully in my case, I went from finding out I had this tumor to that was the 25th, 26th of uh, April. And uh, I mean, on March and then April 1st, I was actually sent to uh, the Ohio State University um, because the VA could not do the surgeries. So I went to okay. the Ohio State University, uh, met with the head of neurosurgery there, Dr. Lonzer, and he walked in the room, looked at me, and he said, well, your face is drooping, you know, so like it looked like I had um, a, like a stroke. Okay. And, uh-huh. yeah, and he looked at, uh, my sister was with me and Wendy and looked at them and said, you need to take him home, pack him a bag, and he will be back here within four hours. Wow. And so that's how quickly it all happened. Um, and we went home, packed a bag, and literally four hours later, I got a call that my room was ready. And that was April 1st. So April Fool's joke on me. <laughs> oh, man. That was no joke. Yes. Whoa. No, no. It was no Whoa. joke. How long were you in the hospital? So I was in the hospital, including my rehab, um, 45 days. Oh, my goodness. So I, Over a month. I had, okay, a month and a half. I was, yeah, I was uh, admitted April 1st. Then they had to, because of where the tumor was and the size of the tumor, uh, they had to get a team from uh, ear, nose, and throat, so ENTs, and then you had the neurosurgeons. So what happens is once they got the team together, then they had to figure out a date where they could do the first surgery, where where they could do the surgery. So April 7th, April 7th, I was scheduled. Um, I had, so the way they operate on this tumor is the neurosurgery goes in and they make a cut basically around your ear from the front of the ear, the top of the front of the ear to the bottom, you know, going behind your ear. Okay, behind your ear. Okay, like a C. Behind your ear. So thankfully I have big ears and it's hidden. (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. And then the uh, the ENTs, so neurosurgery steps aside, and the ear, nose, and throat people come in, um, and then they do the tumor removal. Um, my first surgery, my first surgery was supposed to be eight hours. It lasted fourteen hours. Oh my gosh! 
and I so they and I did remove my first it. Surgery. Is that right? I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just I, I apologize. No. You probably would have got to this. So that because if you're saying first surgery, that sounds like there had to be more than one. In that first 14-hour marathon, did they actually remove the tumor? They did. They removed okay. all of the tumor except for part of the tumor that was on just a little bit of it that was sitting on the sixth and seventh facial nerve. And that okay. those are the nerves that cause palsy. All right. So I've learned all these wonderful medical terms and, and all this knowledge by <laughs> having my brain opened up. Really? Uh, so, God, it just sounds yeah, like it would be so, so painful. Oh my God. Uh, luckily, I had luckily I had great surgeons. Um, I had, mm-hmm. like I said, Dr. Lonzer, who's the head of uh, neurosurgery here at at uh, the Ohio State University, and then I had Dr. Moberly, Aaron Moberly, who was the head of ENT at uh, Ohio State. He is now at Pepperdine. Um, he was oh, a phenomenal me. surgeon. Um, highly, mm-hmm. highly recommend. Uh, just if you ever needed anything, amazing doctor, uh, both of them. He's a neurosurgeon. Um, okay. So the neurosurgeon is Dr. Lonzer, and the ENT oh. surgeon is oh, Dr. Moberly. Moberly, got it. Yeah. Got it. So <sighs> I, I was out of surgery for, oh, about a week. And um, I started to get some really bad headaches. Um, And then I was going to physical therapy. And when I sat up out of the bed, um, the nurse kind of was like, well, there's something going on here. She looked at my pillow and they brought the doctor in and my brain had actually swelled a little bit and was... From where the sutures were behind my ear, my brain was actually pushing out the cerebral spinal fluid, which surrounds oh your brain. Oh, my God. So that's oh. called the CSF leak. Oh, um, my goodness. So they How had to put in, yeah, they had to put in a, um, oh, gosh, uh, oh, darn brain tumor. Um Spinal tap. So they put in a needle, a needle in the bottom of my back and ran a tube inside my back up to the base of my brain. And they were actually draining, draining fluid out, um, trying to stop this from happening. And um, that went for a day. And that was unsuccessful, so they had to go in and do another surgery to kind of clean out what was there and then re-suture it up. So one of the things, so if you imagine they go in to your your brain and they take out this tumor, well, there's there's kind of a gap in there now where this tumor was sitting. And so what they do is it's like liposuction. They... Cut, they cut a slit in the bottom of my stomach and remove some of the fat and put it up in my head as packing material and then suture oh that in. Gosh. Wow. And they suture that in, and that's what, what 
fills in the gap where your tumor was. That's so, incredible. So then they did another one because they had to go in and open it up. And so then I got another liposuction. So I'm just losing weight left and right without, you know, having to, without having to pay big money for a liposuction. <laughs> Damn. And, oh, wow. And so everything was good. And uh, about a week later, same thing, um, I had another cerebral spinal fluid leak. Uh, so, but then I was, then I was getting these really, really bad headaches. And then I started mm. to spike a fever. Um, okay. And they, they ran a test and I had actually come down with meningitis in my brain also. Oh my gosh, Kevin. Yeah. Wow. Um, How did you hold was, together emotionally? My I didn't. Gosh. Um, I, that, I that's, oh. that's where I broke down in the hospital um, and just trying. I had kept it all together, you know, very well, very positive the whole time. And when they said I had another spinal fluid leak, I kind of just lost it and um, had a breakdown and said, I just, this is horrible. I don't want to go through this again because it, the worst part is that spinal fluid tap. Um, yeah. It is absolutely horrible. If anybody's had one, I know they're co- kind of common. They are awful. Um, it's one of the most painful things I'd ever, ever been through. And uh, so they, again, they did that and um, scheduled me for surgery, but they had to come in with, oh, infectious disease and uh, put me on some some uh, heavy-duty medications to try mm-hmm. and um, try and corral this meningitis that was in my brain um, on top of it. And to be honest, that's really, really some of the, the, the strangest side effects I have in my body are from the meningitis that I had. Um, they can't. They can't account for it that that's what it is, but that's the only thing that I can account for mm-hmm. that of kind of my uh, uh, immune system um, being, I get sick kind of easy. I now get, um, I get these really bad rashes on my body um, that I've never had before. Um, and it's all ever since the tumor. So it, it just, but to get back to the tumor, um, the surgeries, it, after the third surgery, it was like you had brought your car in to the mechanic uh-huh. two times and they couldn't, they couldn't quite fix it. And then the third time they got it right. Hmm. Um, I literally woke up and knew that I was, I was past the point of danger. Um, wow, they, they had gotten everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I woke up, got, got, you know, got into the, the hospital room again and it was probably about three days later. I was just like, okay, I've got this. I, I've oh got gosh. it. I know, I know I feel better. I know I feel better than I had after the first two surgeries. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just then it was a matter of recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, I, I was, like I said, I was in the hospital, including the rehab for 45 days, and I could not have asked for any better care than what I received oh. there. Um, it just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way that they care for you and look out for you, um, I never, never had a bad experience um, in any part of it. The rehab over at, uh, there's a part of Ohio State University that's called Dodd Hall, which is the rehab center, and it is absolutely phenomenal. They have, oh, gosh, everything and anything you could think you would need to rehab for, you know, like somebody like me who had to learn basically how to stand up again and walk um, and function. They have all kinds of tools to help you do that. They have stairs that you walk up and down. They actually have half a car that Hmm. you open the door and you sit in the car and practice getting in and out of the car. How everyday functionality. That's fascinating. Yeah, that that you don't think about. Exactly. It's automatic, but you have to retrain yourself. Yeah, it's just automatic. And and wow. then to think like, oh my gosh, I have to walk up these stairs, you know, it, and it's one of the hardest Daunting. things you ever have to do. Yes. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about what you've done since then, because what prompted you to start raising money for research? So when when I did get out of the hospital. Um, I, I, um, the very first night that I was home, uh, we were sitting around, I was staying with Wendy and, um, her husband and Wendy and I were in the kitchen at the time and, uh, said, you know what, there's, there's gotta be a walk around here somewhere at some point in time. There's a walk for everything, you know? So I said, there's gotta be a walk for, for brain cancer, brain tumors, and, you know, miraculously, the very next morning, there was a walk downtown for uh, brain tumors. Can you believe that? Was Was it it a 5K? It was. It was a 5K, and it was put on by the American Brain Tumor Association. It's called the BT5K, and they do them nationally. So if you want to participate Mm -hmm. in one, please look it up in your area. Um, they're a great walk for a great cause. Wow. Um, and so they're based out of Chicago. So mm-hmm. Wendy and I went down that morning and uh, I just showed up. You know, I, I looked like I had been in the hospital for 45 days. And I said, you know, I'd, I'd love to do something. I can't do a whole lot. Um, so they actually gave me a volunteer shirt, gave her a shirt, and we handed out waters. There you go. And, yeah, and it got me just, it got me hooked um, on on helping. Um, and, I, and I knew I wanted to do something. Uh, so then the next year, they asked me to be the survivor speaker at the walk. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I went, I went and... Uh, uh, stood up in front of 2,000 people or so and uh, told told my story. And wow. uh, it was it was the most invigorating thing I had done. 
It was just That's so phenomenal. freeing and it felt so good um, to be able to share my story with people and to show people that you can survive these things. Um, that it's, it's not always a death sentence to somebody. Uh, and then amazing. Thank you. The next year they, they asked Mm -hmm. me to chair the walk here in Columbus. So I was, I was the chairman for two years of the walk. I love doing that. I love the organization part. I loved all of it. Um, but really wanted to do something, oh gosh, that um, I, could, I could put my thumbprint on and sure. say, this is, this is what I'm about. This is what I want to do. Um, and I've always had a knack for, you know, being able to raise funds to help people, mm-hmm. even if it was my son's football team, we would right. do fundraisers and they, and they were great. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the things that I did, um, or do still is I work at a golf course Okay. and I see all these golf outings that go on and I said, well, geez. Even with half a brain, I think I could do this. <laughs> and, oh, that's not funny, but it's funny when you said that. Okay. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hand at a golf outing. So, um, just before COVID hit, I put on a golf outing in October of that year called Tee Off for Brain Tumors, and. Mm. Uh, we said, well, you know, let's try this. And, and I went around and I got some donations of, of items and things like that. And it, it went quite well. We had 50 golfers um, our first year, and we raised about $6,000, um, okay. which I was over the moon with. Um, mm-hmm. I was so excited. We raised $6,000. It was, And it went off um, without a hitch. Everybody liked it. Um, and so then COVID hit and golf, as you know, was, I, I, I don't know about out there where you are, but here in Ohio was one of the only things that was open that you could because still do during COVID. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And my brother's, so golf, my, my put, brother's a golfer and he continued to golf via, um, during COVID as well. Cause you're outdoors. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was one of the only exercises exercises that you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we put it on again. Um, mm-hmm. And now this time we went from this time we went from fifty golfers to a hundred and uh, thirty, hundred and thirty four golfers. And we went wow. from six thousand dollars to thirty thousand dollars. Wow. In in one year. Wow. Um, That's a lot. That was, and especially during COVID, that was an incredible jump. Um, Nothing that I had expected um, or anticipated. I said, oh, my gosh, this is absolutely unbelievable Um, to, to walk out and just see a parking lot of golf carts and, and golfers and everybody just wanting to be there 
to give money and and be there to support you. Um, it was it was an amazing experience. And I'm sure it was. So the next year, the next year we we you know we had maxed out golfers, so we that's mm-hmm. all we could take in golfers. So we sold out again, and we raised again the next year about thirty thousand dollars. And I was doing the event. Uh, I was putting the event on under a friend's 501c charity, charity that was basically they raised money for the same thing. So I was able to go under their number, their um, tax ID number, and be able to put on the event, and that allowed people to give donations, monetary donations, and we could issue them uh, 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 tax Tax deduction tax form. form. Sure, absolutely. A tax form to deduct off of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, I want to I want to form my own foundation. So two years ago, I started working on that, and I formed um, Tee Off for Brain Tumors. And instead of F-O-R, it's spelled F-O-R-E for yes, Brain Tumors. Yes, and I let me interrupt you just to say that yes. thank you for saying that because I was about to mention that as well. For those of you that are listening, if you would like to visit Kevin's website, and it's tee off for brain tumors, just remember that it's not F-O-R brain tumors. Um, their their um, very cool logo is tee off F-O-R for brain tumors, but the but the website is T off F O R E braintumors.com. So it's and I'll make sure that people that I that I um hyperlink that um when when our show is over so that people can visit your website and see that you're having this outing. Um it's interesting that you use the word outing is 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 outing a different word than tournament? Uh, cuz I really don't know the difference in that in the nomenclature there. Yeah, because a tournament, I guess they're the same, but usually an outing is more of what you think of for something like this, where you're going out with four other, three other people, and um, you just go and you play and you have fun. You know, they keep scoring. Mm-hmm. We give away prizes for first, second, and mm-hmm. third. Um, but it's not really a tournament. Tournament you think of as as serious. And who, who came this in first? Is anything right. but serious. Right. This is fun. Got it. Um, doesn't matter your skill level of golf, mm-hmm. if you've mm-hmm. ever played or, or never played, or if you play mm-hmm. a lot. It doesn't matter. Wow. All you need to do, you're a team of four. Mm-hmm. So really, mm-hmm. if if you contribute one shot. Somewhere along mm-hmm. the line, you're helping your team. That's That's cool. all it is. And really, it's just come out and have fun and help raise money. Um, right. And, and so that, that's, that's the idea of the outings. Now, I don't play in this outing. Um, oh, no all kidding. I do okay. is All I do is drive around and um, hit golf shots with people, um, Thank everybody. I like to be able to thank everybody who mm-hmm. is participating. And so if I'm playing, I can't do that personally. 
So I, I like to be able to shake hands, say hello, thank them for their time and their money, um, and just let them know how much it means to me for them to be there. You're like an ambassador. I, 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 that, that, that's you. how I visualize you. You're like an ambassador for your foundation, and and your your purpose isn't to, to hit the ball as much as it is to be a grateful and appreciative for all that show up. If could you define what your mission is? Do you have a do you have a do you have a mission statement? I don't know that you do. I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't. We do have a mission statement, but being as I've had a brain tumor, I don't remember precisely what it is. <laughs> but all right. um, our, goal, our goal is to raise money um, for brain tumor research and also, more importantly, is to raise awareness of the symptoms that people aren't aware of that can sneak up on you I never had, and, and brain tumors are not a hereditary thing. So there was, was never any type that. of, yeah, there was never any type of brain tumor in the family, in family history. So there was never a need for me to think about, wow, this might be a brain tumor. No. Sure. And so you're not thinking along those lines. Um, it's mm-hmm. not until you find out that that's what it is that you're going, oh, my gosh, now it all makes sense. Now yeah. it all makes sense. Why, why when I was walking, I was walking like I was drunk. If I was trying to run, I couldn't run anymore. Um, I would just lose my balance. So um, why I lost my hearing and all those things, like, it just all came together. Like mm-hmm. you're going, oh, my goodness. What, a, what an idiot I was, you know, because really oh. if I had gone, well, if I had gone when it all started, I probably would not have lost my hearing. But, oh. but with that said, if that is losing my hearing and losing my balance is the worst thing that comes out of this, God bless me. I, I am yeah. more than blessed at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I know many people that have had the same tumor and, you know, they not only lost all that, but they now have a face that um, droops permanently um, mm-hmm. and looks like they have palsy um, all the mm-hmm. time and they can't speak. Um, it's just, you know, or other people who have had other tumors who are survivors who have different types of tumors, but they've lost their sense of smell or their sense of Mm. taste, you know, or some people have lost them both. Imagine that. Interesting. Wow. You know, I'm lucky. So I'm lucky. I still have an ear that works. Yes, you do. But the ear that had the tumor is there Mm. is no like rehab. Like you can't put a hearing aid in there. And be able to hear. Is that true? You're not going to ever hear in your right ear. On my side, no. The only thing they can do is put in a um, uh, put in a hearing aid that would send the noise over to the left ear, um, okay. to the other hearing aid that was in that ear. And I tried one of those, and it's uh, very overwhelming to I hear. Bet. Every single noise 
coming into one side of your brain. Yes. So I I did not like it at all. I it would be very distracting, I would think, and it would, it would, it would yes. be causing a lot of anxiety. Where you you have, I mean, you obviously have very good hearing right now, um, out of your left ear. Your phone, I'm sure, is up to your left ear. There doesn't seem to be any inability to hear me or have a conversation with me. And if somebody was talking with you and didn't know this about you, or you're just in the line at the grocery store, um, they wouldn't know that that you can't no. hear out of your right ear. It's it's really and, re- and they wouldn't I, I, know that I and they would they wouldn't know that I don't have any balance on my right side either. Um, so, I I walk very normal. Um, I can hmm. I can ride a bike. It's it really yeah. It's it's hair raising, but I can ride a bike. <laughs> uh, uh, it's not bad going straight. It's when you have to kind of when I have to turn my head to the right or the left to kind of look behind me that mm-hmm. it gets interesting. I get very wobbly, so I try not to ride bikes too much. What about driving a One car, the, Kevin? Does that is that are you affected with not driving an issue. a car? Excellent. Nope, okay, not I interrupted an issue. you. Go ahead. But you started to say yeah. One of the I only things. You. No, you're fine. One of the only things that I cannot do is bowl. Um, really? Yeah, you know, I'm right-handed. So okay, you think you have that oh. you have that weight in your right hand. And mm-hmm. then you walk up, you, you're releasing that weight in front of you. Well, when I do that, I end up collapsing on the lane and looking like a broken box of biscuits <laughs> up there. So, oh, that's okay. I wasn't a good bowler anyway. Oh, there you have it. And it's not like you're going to switch to your left side. So, right, um, exactly. Ex- exactly. So this, this – um, um, outing that you're having. This is is this your sixth or your fifth outing? This will be my fifth outing. Um, Five. Okay. So far, year to date, we have raised about a hundred and ten thousand um, oh dollars. That all God. goes to every single penny goes to um, Ohio State, the Ohio State. Um, University, comprehensive, the Comprehensive Cancer comprehensive Center. Cancer there. Center. Got. Yep. Okay. At, at, at the James. Um, it's the James Hospital and Wexner Medical Center. And then wow. more directly, it goes to brain tumor research. Nobody else gets mm-hmm. a penny of it. And it helps to fund the research and it helps to fund um, the fellowship for uh, the doctor. Who is doing the research? Oh, that's great. And that's that so, is that's wow. one of the things that kind of prompted me to doing this my own is because mm-hmm. when you do it for large organizations, you kind of lose where your money's going. I see. So they have they have a different you know, they have a different drive. They have people they have to pay to run the organization. They have their own things that they want to fund, um, which is great. I'm glad they're doing it, but I want mine to be for myself and do what I sure. want it to do. Mm-hmm. So this outing is um, coming up very soon. It's on a Friday, 
the 6th of October at the um, Golf Club in Dublin. So and that, that's not Ireland, in case anybody's wondering. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, if you live in Los Angeles, going, I thought Dublin was in Ireland. I didn't know it was in Ohio. Um, so, how many how many people can actually participate? Are you are you are you full? Have are there more, is there more space for people to join? There is still limited spots available. We have spots for ten more teams, I believe, um, on okay. on the last count um, today. I believe we we had room for about ten more teams, um, mm-hmm. and the outing is it's very easy. The outing is every year, the first Friday in October. So every year, okay. just you know, it's the first Friday in October out there. Um, and if people holes. want it, if somebody's local and they're hearing mm-hmm. this, and they want to join, all they have to do is go to the website, and so it's T off four brain tumors F O R E. And there's a link right on there to uh, add your team. It's Absolutely. $125 a person, so $500 okay. a team. And that gets you uh, a cart, 18 holes of golf, range balls in the morning to warm up Ooh. to. Uh-huh. Uh, and when you, come, when you finish, there is a uh, – nice dinner afterwards and then we have raffle prizes and we have a couple mm. of auction items that we do um and all again all that money goes right to uh OSU and it's it's really nice i'm i'm viewing your website as we're speaking and you definitely have the raffle tickets available and you show that and how to pay um, and you know it there's you can register right there online for your team in that picture where you're standing there who's the gentleman that you're standing with in that picture do you remember yes that is actually dr lonzer that is my neurosurgeon oh that's cool oh okay that's, he, that's he comes good. out okay. um the last two years he has come and golfed and oh, he nice. actually speaks before the event this year, unfortunately, he has a traveling engagement um, that he has to tend to, so he will not be there, but we'll have another speaker along with mm-hmm. myself. Um, and then as you scroll down, there's, um, there is a video of right. my story on there. Yes, you sure can, um, that is, I was getting interviewed out here um, by one of the local TV stations here in Columbus. Nice. Isn't that great? And then, I mean, that's just great. Go ahead. And then if you go down further, there is the registration button. There's also, right. for anybody for anybody who would feel so inclined, there's also a donation button. Yes, sir. That you can click on that. And it goes right to our funds, and you get issued a uh, tax deduction invoice comes right to you right in your email that day. That's nice. That's this is so um, this is so wonderful. And for if if you already love to golf, um, and my brothers my brothers are lefty, so which is unusual for golfers. And um, my father was right-handed, so he was a righty. But I grew up in a golf family. I mean, I knew who Arnold Palmer was back in the day. And um, 
I, you know, my brother still golfs to this day, and I, it's and to think that you could do something that you already enjoy. You're 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 nearby. I mean, obviously, if you live where I live, you're not going to be there on the sixth. But if you're nearby, and you already love golfing, do you do you um, advertise? Do you let like the local schools and universities and people like that know as well? Uh, we don't do that um, just because of the cost of it. Um, oh, we do yeah, have, I have thought of that. We do have some flyers up in the local police stations um, because a lot of the a lot of the police I know um, and they play golf, so they come out. They're they're supporters of ours. Um, we do at the golf course. Um, of course, we have our flyer up there, and then a lot of it is just from repeat business people who have played already and and Mm -hmm. had such a great time they just want to come out and do it again um and they everybody comes out uh it's it's great we have great support for the event um you know the golf course does a wonderful job when promoting it for me it's just it's exceptional the way that the way it takes off and the local golf courses with donating foursomes that I can auction mm-hmm. off to help raise money. Um, sure. It's unbelievable. So when you look back at these past five years and uh, approaching this sixth year, and you're just sort of thinking about how you started and where you are, is there some favorite moments of this outing that just sort of stands out in your mind? Oh, gosh, I think the the – the very first outing, um, just standing there and, and addressing the, the 50 people that were there, um, yeah. thinking like, wow, this is, this is something. Um, and then that next year when COVID hit and there's just a sea of people out there and all these people just want to give you money and participate and, and help and be there to support you and just, you know, the warmth that I get from everybody saying when, when I tell my story to the group that's standing there in the parking lot um, at, the, at their golf carts, and I kind of give a quick, quick overview of my story. Um, and to hear when you say, you know, I was in the hospital for 45 days and I had meningitis in my brain, and you hear that gasp. Yeah. You know, you hear people go, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And and to me, it, to me, I have a hard time. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time with the uh, when people say, oh, my gosh, this, this your story is incredible. And you're such, you know, an inspiration. And I just have a hard time with that. But I know that. In a lot of ways, it, it you're has humble, inspired that's people. Why. Yes, and that's um, because that goes back to you being humble. Because in reality, you don't want to make it about you. The people that know you know that about you. But in reality, what what is inspiring and and maybe humbling to you is imagine if you would have known somebody going through precisely what you were going through at the time you were going through it <clears throat> and just had 
somebody to talk to that understands at a level different than your loved ones because they've been through it and they understand. And so I think by you speaking out and by you sharing and by you caring, you are helping people that you may not even know you're helping. There could be somebody listening to this podcast today that is going, oh, my gosh, I need to talk to my brother, my father, my whoever. It's not, it's, and, it's, and let's just put this into um, context. It doesn't just affect men, correct? No, oh, no. It, it's yeah. so very, it could be very indiscriminate. It does not discriminate exactly. against anybody. Right. It goes from so kids you, that are eight years old up until, really? you know, people older than myself. Yes. Oh, I had no idea that those um, yeah. tumors could start growing at that young of an age. That's very interesting. Yeah. And, and unless you're really displaying symptoms, I mean, why would you have a brain scan? I, you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, right. there's... So you wouldn't, I mean, like when you when you said you had these symptoms, I mean, you started displaying these symptoms. It's like, well, you know, it's, I don't know what it is. It's, you kind of ignore it, and then to the point where it's like you can't ignore it anymore. Um, you know, it's just, and then you do something about it, and then you've been fortunate, you know, to be able not, you know, not all of the 45 days getting um Men and I, when I hear meningitis, I have to just tell you where my where my brain goes is when I hear the word meningitis. Why do I always think of spinal meningitis? Is it one and the same? What you're talking about? No, there's two different. There's a oh, I, I they're different, there is and I don't want okay. I don't want to misspeak. So there's there's okay, two different meningitises. Got it. Okay, because because. I I feel like when we when we heard the term spinal meningitis decades ago, in my memory, and I could certainly have this 100% wrong, I feel like it was contagious, and I don't know that that's Correct. accurate. I, it, it was it contagious. I believe that one is. I think one is viral and one is bacterial. Okay, so maybe Again, that's... don't please don't quote me not, on this to anybody. Exactly. No, no, no. And I'm remember I, I had a brain tumor, folks. A, right. Yeah. Well, so we're having this conversation, and I, I'm not an expert either. That's just in my mind what my brain is telling me. And do you feel, Kevin? I know we just have another couple of minutes left. And mm-hmm. do you feel like there's times when you do have some memory loss, or you can't come up with the right word? Yes. Um, okay. So yeah, there, there's definitely um, there's things that I cannot, I just cannot remember. Uh-huh. Um, so one of one of the things, and it's still to this day, um, when we put on a outing at the golf course, we set mm-hmm. up the golf carts in a certain order, right? So you have holes, okay. say fourteen through ten on one side, and then um, the other cards kind of in order around the, the little parking lot area. Well, I cannot, and they're always the same order. I cannot remember that order. I actually have to take a piece of paper and draw myself a map every day, and my boss laughs. We call it my Google Maps because <laughs> I just can't remember where the cards are. Yeah. 
Um, and that's, it's, that's and it's simple things like that. Uh-huh. But then there's other things that, you know, I can hear a song from the 70s, and I remember every word to remember it. Remember all the lyrics. Yep, get it. All the lyrics uh, to I, it. I remember yep. recipes like nobody's business. Um, it's just certain things that just don't click. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, dizzy. Every once in a while, I'll get I'll get a little dizzy, um, and I always make sure when I'm walking that I'm near a wall, or I'm near mm-hmm. a counter. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just those those things that you have to kind of keep in your mind. Okay, yes. if this happens, how am I going to stop myself? Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Well. While you might not raise your hand and say, look at me, I'm so inspiring, I just want to say to you, I find you inspiring. I find how you have overcome these challenges over these years and how you've, that fit, that word that everybody uses today, which is pivot, and you've pivoted and you've said, I'm going to take my experience and I'm going to help others so that, we can we can help people that have have had these um conditions and i just want to thank you kevin and diane i know you're listening thank you diane for for telling me about kevin because i can yes, see thank why you, so diane. many people yes thank you diane because this has been a a privilege to to speak with you and to share your story and i wish you nothing but uh, success um, at your tournament. I hope you raise tons more money. You'll have to keep us posted. In fact, do keep us posted because after the outing is over, I will. I can go to social media and share um, on my platforms how well you've done. But I just want to oh, say thank you, Kevin. Thank, thank oh, you. Oh no, thank Marcia, you for thank all you. Doing. Thank oh, you for having been, me on. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. I I. Thank you. Enjoyed myself very much. Um Good. it wasn't it wasn't like pulling fingernails out, so it went No. It I actually enjoyed it. No, well, it good. was great. That's, Thank you. You know what? And Thanks. guess what? So did I, because I'm going to be back here next week with Diane. So I have to enjoy this, or I can't do this every week. So Perfect. I'm going to let you get on with the rest of your day, and I want to thank you again. And everybody, go out and do something that makes a difference for somebody else. Maybe it's just a donation to this foundation. So thank you so much. Everybody have a safe, great week. Bye for now.